your body is saying, F you. If you have not heard, Yvette is sick. <laughs> Uh, my name Belief. This is Eva, and we've been married twelve, 12 years. Live in California. We got four, four kids. Relationships scary. It's very necessary. We share our love of struggles. We ask how, how married, married are, are every week on a Thursday, shoddy. If you're listening, you're in the wedding party. It's okay if you wanna put your hands up. We got the questions. We got the in- chocolate baby story time. Chocolate baby story time. It's chocolate. Baby story you would have still sounded better two, three, than me go is that what you do all right two three and go yeah. <clears throat> sorry guys i couldn't i couldn't hit it today oh i have chocolate baby stories i think you should tell what happened the other day that video that went viral when you got dressed and that baby said take that off girl <laughs> i didn't i wasn't dressed that's the problem um Yes, and the funny thing is, I just started paying attention to, like, some influencers who talk about, um, like, body type shape, and, like, have you guys heard of color therapy? And I was like, I think I need to pay attention to this a little bit more, because when I do get dressed, I don't be feeling that great in my clothing, and so if I pay attention to these things... And then I know what types of clothes to buy for my body type. Then maybe when I get dressed, I'll feel like all perky and pretty and all the things. Anywho, I was even thinking about like trying to reach out to some kind of stylist. Where's the baby part? I'm about to come into that. (laughs) Glenn doesn't like the way I tell stories. He's the best storyteller. I'm not the best storyteller. He feels like I talk too much. Anywho, I was looking at... I was thinking about getting a stylist or whatever. And then the other day, the boys came downstairs and they were so silly. They had their like, they got new robes this past week. And so they got, they had their hoods on and they came downstairs and they had, I got them little eye mask in there as a stocking stuffer this year. And they had that on and I couldn't tell if they were mocking me or like trying to be like, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't sure what was happening, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. Yeah. Anywho, the next thing you know, Anaya comes walking down the stairs with my clothes. So first of all, I'm like, where have you been? Because <laughs> she literally, like the skirt came from my closet and the shirt came from my drawer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, the funny thing is she had come downstairs with a couple different things. Because when I left my three-week sabbatical, it's not sabbatical. What do you call it? Deep dive? Intensive. Three-week intensive. I had left Anaya with some outfits and I had taken my a picture of myself in the same outfits. Mm-hmm. And um, so she brought down like almost every dress that I had got. And she's like, mom, where's this dress? And I was like, I can't fit that one anymore. I gave it away. And then she asked about another dress and I was like, I don't have it. <laughs> because I got rid of those things. They were cheaply made. Mm-hmm. Anywho, she finally was like, well, I'm gonna wear this and I'm gonna find you something to match. I didn't know she was gonna find me something to match. She did. She came downstairs, she had a skirt and a shirt. She had been all through my stuff. And she told me to put it on and I put it on. And honestly, the t-shirt, I was kind of like, this doesn't really go with the skirt, but it it went, it all went together and I got dressed and I felt great. Did I she felt choose the pretty. head wrap too? She did not choose the head wrap. Uh, I chose the head wrap. Cute. Yeah, it was all cute. But yeah, she styled me 
and it was precious and just seeing the joy that she had when I came out and I was wearing what she had assigned for me to wear Mm -hmm. it was so cute that little girl is joy personified she is the embodiment of joy I'm so grateful nice yeah so my chocolate baby story time is I took Uzi to get his hair cut by a professional now I love my friends who cut hair I love and do their professional thing but these barber prices are out of this world okay so I will be enhancing my barbering skills (laughs) and I will be cutting these kids hair okay that's just what's going down so I took the boy to get his hair cut and he's like I want my hair cut like Raya I want my hair cut like Raya because Raya gets designs in his hair Theo's like plain regular degler Raya is like, yo, if you don't, can you put a, a star in my head or, you know, a lightning bolt and make it go like this? You know what I'm saying? So Uzi got his design in his hair. And before Tage, our barber, even got to the point where he could show him the mirror, Uzi was like looking over to the side and like mm, sticking, out his, <laughs> sticking out his tongue and making signs. And it's so cute. So cute. Adorable. And then um, we get home and then, you know, he's talking to me. He's like, dad. Can I get a Spider-Man in my head? <laughs> I was like, I don't think so, buddy. Um, but yeah, funny. he's extremely adorable. Big shout out to... He could probably get a Spider-Web. He could probably get a Spider-Man. Honestly, he probably could, but not probably Tage couldn't do it. But they can do like color and all that stuff. Oh. Yeah, but I don't want that. That'll probably be like $1,000. <sighs> yeah, I don't want that. But maybe, you know what I would do it for? A video. <laughs> I would. Um, but yeah, so where are we at today? Um, I wanted to I wanna say something, but you guys don't even know this. We have committed to giving ourselves the vacation of a lifetime in Jamaica for our anniversary this year. But we have to lose twenty pounds together. By the date we got, we went on our first date, March 13th. And if we don't get We didn't the, go on our first date, March 13th. Oh, That's we, when we became boyfriend and girlfriend. Okay. Boyfriend and girlfriend, March 13th. <laughs> we decided to, if we lose 20 pounds together, right, by that time we can buy tickets. And it's not going well. It was. It was going great first week. Two weeks. When did you bring the cookies in the bed? <laughs> That was the first week. No, that was second week. And yeah. I think that's when I was like, wait, I didn't gain any weight and I had cookies? All right. I got too comfortable. That's mm-hmm. what happened. Yeah. So we might be right here, y'all. <laughs> when we're in. Because y'all know I don't play about them goals and all. All right. We may not be out of the country on our anniversary, but we're still taking a trip nonetheless. Mm. Don't mm, me. Okay. Anyway, so we got... Uh, some cool things to talk about today, babe. Let's go ahead and talk about it. All right. Y'all, I'm so sorry. I already feel myself being cloudy-brained. Um, okay, so the first thing we wanted to talk about was this whole concept of losing yourself. I have said it multiple times on um, this podcast and even on my own podcast where I've talked about motherhood being the biggest identity thief. And when I was talking to Glenn about, like, this whole idea of losing yourself to your family, I was wondering, like, I started the conversation with, like, how come 
it seems to be more common of a concept in motherhood than it does in fatherhood. And I feel like when we were talking, I feel like the thing that I got from you is that you guys are just, or you, I won't speak for men in general, but you in particular are just able to compartmentalize a little bit better. Would you say I got that right? That's not what I said, but I get you. What 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 did you say? Well, we talked about a lot. I know. So I don't know what to say. I feel like I'm like the podcast is gonna be over in five minutes. If I say, <laughs> say it right now. Um. So we were watching the interview. Yeah, we watched an interview. Uh, Fats, uh, Toby, and Fat, right? So Toby's wife, Fat Fatima, right? She was speaking to Sway. And she's about to have her fourth kid. Mind you, hold on one minute. The homie went to the Grammys, was nominated for the Best New Artist. I'm so proud of that man. Now, I'm not trying to, you know, yeah, I know Toby. You know what I'm saying? He really is the homie, and I really am very glad for him. You know what I'm saying? Him, Fat, and the whole community, everybody know, everybody know who they are, right? David. Right, everybody knows who they are. These people are incredible. Um, CJ, ET, all those guys, right? So, we, we, Yvette was watching an interview, and the interview was saying how, you know, she was saying like, you have, you know, your wife, your mother, you're a woman. You know what I'm saying? How do you not lose yourself? Because a lot of women talk about losing themselves with all these other different roles, right? And Fat was kind of like, I don't lose my... I can't remember her exact response. She was saying she she shows up how she's supposed to show up when she's supposed to show up. So it's like when Toby needs a wife, I am there for him as wife. When my kids need me as mom, I am there for them as mom, as a friend, all the different things. And she was saying it's not a matter of losing yourself it's more so opening up your peripheral vision in order to be able to see all the things and how to meet those different aspects i think that's how i would sum it up do we want to play it for everybody no no i think i think people understand i think that was pretty consistent there um so how do you feel about that because when you make statements like i lost myself i think the losing of yourself is also, is that kind of like a nod to, like, you drink, daydream about being single? Um, Do those two relate or interact at all? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that, like, what I have, what I feel like I missed out on as a single person is not having so many other people to divide my attention among yeah you know and so um yeah yeah and I think that as we talk about like losing yourself the narrative is that I haven't lost myself mm-hmm. right um what do you mean when you say that well I think that you believe that that you haven't lost yourself right. are you speaking in first person or talking yeah about? me oh, okay yeah Right? Um, yeah. And then you have. I mean, not after our conversation. 
<laughs> my perspective has changed. <laughs> but that was you. Were, you were that saying my that. initial thought was like, yes, I've lost myself. But the 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 actuality of it all is, I don't know if I ever had myself. You know what I'm saying? What I think I lost is time to figure out who I am without all the added roles and responsibilities. Does that make sense? Well, I wonder if there is, can you, I mean, every character is in a setting. You know what I'm saying? So you are who you are, but in a place and in an environment. And so depending on what environment you're in, Mm -hmm. it may require you to be something different Mm -hmm. than, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just different, you know? So I think that you would have probably been someone totally different had you had your full experience as a single person and got to live recklessly. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't say recklessly, but selfishly. Selfishly, right? Um, yeah, so I, my, my pushback was that there isn't really a losing of anything to me, right? And people have an interesting perspective when, it, when I voice, or when people voice their opinions, because I think they think that if I, if I voice my opinion, then it's like ultimate truth or something like that, or absolute truth from my perspective, but it's just my perspective. And so I'm, I'm allowed to say these things, but I don't know if anybody actually loses themselves, but for what the season calls for, you have to become what the season needs and who you need to be in the season. Not necessarily for or because of anyone else, but just in general, like what the season requires is for you to do X, you know what I mean? Um, and I think that's what it is. And so when I think about what happened to me early on, um, you know, in music, I was like, yo, I'm going to be a rapper and I'm just going to rap. And then I started doing YouTube. And then I was like, well, I'm not rapping no more because that's dead. You know what I'm saying? But I never stopped rapping. It was the importance of me compartment trying to compartmentalize myself in my life and to say, hey, I don't want to do this anymore because now I'm doing this. When I didn't realize that those two things compiled with each other, right? So if I'm a content creator and I'm a and I'm an MC, those two things add to the niche of my individuality. So not only am I a content creator and an MC, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a child of God, I'm a really close friend, I'm a brand strategist, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm a business owner. CEO, entrepreneur, right? So we start to add all these different things and that makes up who we are currently. Mm -hmm. And so as we discussed, like, I thought that the rapping was all I could be at the time and then I would shift gears and never have to pick up a microphone again. Mm -hmm. And it ultimately made me resent this season because I just didn't understand why it was still creeping up. But I never stopped rapping. Like, I will always spit out a rhyme. And I would always think in beats, mm-hmm. you know? And so um, that added to who I who I am. And so being a mother, I think, and you tell me if I'm wrong, the requirement is that every ounce of your, like you're using more senses, 
and um, like all of you is required. So it's like your brain is required. You know what I'm saying? Like your ability to like listen and see. You know what I mean? Emotional like, attunement. Emotional, <clears throat> right? And then like the affection, like all that is required in order for you to be a mother in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like I think there's also a definition instead of just saying, yeah, in order to be a mother, but to be a good mother, mm. right? And what that looks like for you, there's nothing that you can keep to yourself because to be a good mother is to deny yourself, I think that's like kind of what I and I don't agree with that, but I think that that's kind of where you're sitting. No, I don't know if it's a matter of denying myself, um, or maybe it is. It does feel like it does feel like like it took a lot for me to come in and ask you to help me this morning. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I really didn't want to do that. And I literally had to talk up myself to do that. And even this morning, (laughs) you don't even know how long I was working up the nerve to ask. So, like, this morning I woke up, my alarm went off at 5, at 5.15 a.m., I got in the shower. Got in the shower, hoping that would help me feel better. I got out of the shower and I was like, I gotta lay down. Set an alarm for 30 minutes. Couldn't sleep because you were snoring. Then I was like, well, maybe I should tap him on the shoulder and tell him that I'm not feeling well and I need help this morning. And I should have done that, not knowing that whoever was helping us with childcare wasn't gonna be able to make it first thing in the morning as expected. Mm-hmm. You know, and then last night I went to sleep without doing all the things because I wasn't feeling well. And so. Um, like I was literally like, I'm not going to inconvenience him. I don't know what time he got in last night. He's probably really tired. Then he's got to show up at work today. Like, don't bother him. This is my job. This is your responsibility. You know what I mean? Like it was just a thing. And then I got downstairs and I started doing all things. The kids started coming downstairs and I realized I need help. (laughs) There is an abled body person upstairs. that can help me ask him. For help. Mm-hmm. And then I had the whole thing like closed mouths don't get fed <clears throat> thing. And it's like also closed hands don't have room to receive. You know, like it's just I feel like the Lord is working on that with me because I feel like I have to do it all when I don't. Mm-hmm. And then the fact of the matter is like the other day you said to me, you you took all the f- kids to the barbershop. Where did you take them? I don't know what you said. You took all the kids somewhere. You were leaving the house and you were like, and Yvette, if I come back and you're in bed watching TV, that's okay. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. It is? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I, I was like, what? Because I feel like I'm always supposed to be productive. I'm always supposed to keep things running and moving. And what I'm realizing is that the way I'm operating actually nothing is really getting done the way that I want it or need it to get done. Like the needle isn't moving as far along Mm -hmm. as I would like it to move. And so I don't know if it's a matter of denying myself. I don't really know what I would call that, 
but I was actually talking about in therapy. Was that last night? About um, she was like, uh, you know, because we were setting goals. Because I started we big announcement. We did it again, y'all. We. Uh, I feel like that's own. It's its own topic. Okay. Well, anyways, I started with a new therapist last night, and she likes to create goals for our therapy sessions so we can know, you know, how where we're going, where it's, where we're going, and measure be able to measure later down the road like how we accomplish what we set out to accomplish and so one of her goals was for me was like she's like you know I really think your expectations of yourself you need to cut those in like half mm-hmm. she was like we need to lower those and then she even started to talk about like the domino effect about like when we address one thing it starts to create a domino effect on other areas of our life because I, I honestly believe that it has to do with, like, family of origin and how I showed up in my family that has me thinking I have to do all the things and be the, like, super mom, mm. super wife, super mom. Um, but she's like, if we get to that, then hopefully some of these other expectations of yourself will be let go of or whatever, yeah. cut in half. So I'm not sure if it's ne- necessarily like me denying myself as much as it is me um, requiring way too much of myself. Is that the same thing? Um, I think there is a fundamental part of you that is like, this is what I have in my mind. And if it does not go this way, when I ask, I'm going to do it myself. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, that is denying yourself, you know what I'm Mm. saying? But it's also denying others to be themselves to me, you know? So like um, when it comes to, mm, like when it comes to like, like this whole thing this morning, like I'm glad you asked me, you know, for what you wanted to ask me for and help, you know what I'm saying? Um, but also I'm kind of like, uh, you had a whole conversation without including me in the conversation. Like last night you asked and were like, yo, you want to do this project for Uriah? Mm-hmm. You had a school project. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, no, I do not want to do that. You know what I'm saying? I have things on my agenda that I, I have to do, and this is last minute, you know? And it was fine. It wasn't a big deal. It didn't seem like it to me. But this morning you were like, yeah, and I need you to do that. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, okay. Last year was the same thing. It wasn't last year. I did Theo's whole project, I think. The filming. I mean, it. like you helped him with it because right. he doesn't know how to edit video, so you filmed it and edited. Right? Yeah, right. So, but last year the the expectation was that I would do it, and I would. It was communicated. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that what's hard, the hard part about like being in a relationship with someone who doesn't like has high expectations of themselves. It's like then your expectations are higher for me, and they're 
They shouldn't be that high for me or you. You know what I'm saying? Because it's kind of like, it was like almost like a, I was kind of set up for being like, yo, I knew I shouldn't ask you. I knew you were going to, you know what I'm saying? Say no. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No? You think I set you up? No, I don't think you set me up intentionally, but this the setup was not tapping me on the shoulder and saying, hey, I need help. You know what I'm saying? Until it got to the point where you had to, you had to ask me, you know, and you didn't have a choice. But it's like if I would have said, that was the setup is that I wasn't communicating with in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? So I could be like, yeah, all right, cool. I got you. No, I think, I don't know if I would call it a setup. I was prepared to, I filmed his video and I was prepared to edit his video. But what came, what happened was I ran out of time. Mm -hmm. And then last night I realized that that was something I had to do along with reading the introduction in chapter one of the book and Mm -hmm. packing lunches and backpacks and all the things. And then last night I was not feeling well. And so I ended up going to sleep. I wasn't trying to set you up. It was just the circumstances of life that prevented me from being able to do it. No, but I think what I'm saying is that the setup happened in your mind where you wanted to ask for help, but you didn't. This morning? Yeah. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I couldn't even be, I couldn't be a help. I was a emergency. Mm, You know what I'm saying? Last resort. Yeah, it was like, I could have just been like, yeah, I can help you, right? But then it's kind of like, if you don't help me, then I'm going to fail. You know what I'm saying? Instead of it being, if you help me, we could win. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, Got it. That's that's all I was trying to uh, explain there. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the relationship between um, ones, the individual involved, like it needs to be a per- it's a personal relationship on who you are. Meaning, like I lost myself, right? Um, who, what are you actually losing, right? Um, for instance, there's a part of me that like when I became like personally connected with Yvette in a way I knew I was going to marry this girl, there was friends of mine. So I was like, yo, we ain't friends no more. It was girls, <laughs> girlfriends that were just my friends straight up. But we were close, close, like sister, brother, like super close. Like, yeah, man, I can't even, I can't even have it look confusing to anybody. So uh, we can't be friends no more. Very childish and stupid of me, right, to do that. Not really understanding that I didn't have to compartmentalize who I was. I just didn't know how to balance the two, and I wasn't going to risk it. And that wasn't even an expectation of mine. That no, was, I actually not. was looking at you like, why are you doing that? Yeah. It, it wasn't an expectation of you, but it was something that I truly believe that, like, in order for me to be who I'm becoming, I couldn't allow any woman relationship to get intertwined in that you know what I'm saying even even the perception of it you know because we talk for an hour on the phone like nothing mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so in the early days of you not necessarily being a talker remember Mm-mm. do you remember like so do you remember we wouldn't like talk a lot do you know that <laughs> I don't know that like we didn't really start talking talking until we started the podcast Mm. Then why'd you marry me? Booty. 
I like your butt. No? No. More? There's tons of reasons why I married you. You know why I married you? Tons of reasons. Uh, just joking. You know, it's funny because um, Upset the Gram. What's that boy's name? Tim Ross? Uh-huh. Name Tim Ross? Um, I just saw a post by him earlier, and he was like, you know, when you're dating someone, all you have, all you know about them is what you know up until that point. Mm-hmm. So when you get married, <clears throat> when you get married, you're not just committed to what you already know. You're also committed to what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people end up in divorce because they'd be finding out stuff they didn't know. Yeah. But it's so interesting that you say that. I didn't. We, we Do you remember us not like, we didn't have like deep conversations. Like I would try to talk to you about politics oh, or yeah. stuff that happened around the world. And you'd just be like. I don't know. You want to watch Grey's Anatomy? I was like, okay. I didn't realize that was a thing. What? Like that. Like you, like I would offset the conversation. You didn't know that? I didn't realize that. Yeah. That was something you were harboring. I wasn't harboring, but I just was like, we don't, we don't talk like that. Like we don't talk about like world happenings, like stuff like that. That's not normal for us to do that. We do Go ahead. I was just going to say it's too much for me. Right. Because in my own world, I have enough to deal with. So when stuff starts happening in the world, it, like, really can shut me down. It's like one of those things where it's fight, flight, or freeze. I freeze. Well, I'm also thinking, like, not not even just that, but, like, we wouldn't talk about even like how we're feeling about mm. stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't a normal conversation. You know what I mean? That we would have. And so if I've built this relationship with a friend of mine and I'm spending an hour on the phone every week talking to her about the depth of my feelings and we don't go there, that would, that could create something mm-hmm. in you and me. You know what I'm saying? You just never know or like whatever, you know, or I'd be comparing. I just didn't need that. But I didn't know, I, I lacked the maturity to be able to explain that to you, to her, to myself. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have to lose that relationship in order to be with you, you know. But there is something about, like, when you step into a new environment, there is a new understanding of your life and your experience and your expectations who you're becoming, right? Yeah. So, um yeah, the whole point of this conversation is to talk about losing yourself versus becoming something new. Um, and so now as we line up a lot of, you know, all the things that you have done and do, right, like, you know, teacher, mother, wife, friend, daughter, sister, uh, you know, um, like environment setter, right, like you, <laughs> space, I don't know. Holder. I, I, I'll take it. Space holder. <laughs> it's just I never heard it said that way. But go uh, ahead. What, is the, what is the phrase? No, that's a good phrase. I was really trying to <laughs> no. mark off a lot of things that you do. And I thought that environment setter was really good. You set the environment okay. of the parties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What Can you help me out? Babe, I don't know. Cultivator of joy. 
Okay, cultivator of joy. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I feel like space holder. You mm-hmm. hold space for people really well. Um, entrepreneur, speaker, right? Okay, writer. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, all these different things you do, like being a mother and a wife and a woman add to that, those things, mm-hmm. right? So, like, my experience as a man isn't void of fatherhood. Yeah. It now is intertwined with it. I am 100% a father in everything I do. And I'm also an entrepreneur, the same. Even as I look at the children and when I celebrate the things that they're doing when they're thinking about businesses or like, when they're like, if anyone were like, I wouldn't go to college. I don't want to go to college. I'd be like, freaking great. You know what I'm saying? Um, it it all is is all consuming. And so now I'm realizing and learning how to be a whole person instead of being cut off. Right? This morning, I had to do some self talk. When when you were like, yo, I need help. Right? I'm like, okay. Realizing, well, these things probably aren't going to get done today. But I'm a father, and I'm a husband, and I'm showing up here now. You know what I'm saying? And when I was on my way to work, I really wanted a Starbucks sandwich, bacon gouda. I wanted one bad. And I was like, ah, I'm already going to be just on time for work, and I don't want anybody to beat me there. So I'm just gonna keep driving past. The line was long anyway. I get here, Brandon's here already. Dang. Ah, I didn't have time to set the mood. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Um, but when you're in the certain season you're in, these different parts of you are gonna pull you in a direction. And I think the best thing for you to remember is that you didn't fail because you filled one of the obligations and things that you're called to do, right? Like. You didn't fail being a wife because you mothered. You didn't fail being a mother because you wifed. You didn't fail being a mother and a wife because you experienced your full womanhood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't fail because we win, right? I am all of these things. I exist in all of this. Um, and sometimes the thing that is pulling me is being a, a grandson, you know, being a, f- a father, being a husband. You know, whatever. And that's why I don't like the conversation about balance. Mm. I love the conversation about juggling. Mm -hmm. Because juggling exemplifies um, the fact that some things are falling. And you have to touch them. You have to toss them back up. And then other things are falling. And some things stay on high. Right? Some balls are really high up in the air. And you got time to touch these three. And then, you know, whatever. Like, I like juggling. Yeah, I from our conversation, one of the things that I feel like um, I've come to see, and truthfully, like I do believe that the Lord has just really been working on my heart posture, or yeah, my heart posture as it concerns me as a woman um, in totality in my role as wife, mom, whatever the role is. 
And I'm realizing, like you said it, like becoming a mother hasn't changed me, but it, or becoming a mother has changed me, Mm -hmm. but it hasn't taken anything away from Mm -hmm. me. Like instead of motherhood being the biggest identity thief, excuse me, motherhood is now like I'm seeing motherhood as the biggest identity enhancer because what it's done is it has propelled me on this road to healing my inner child, to figuring out certain things about who I am and how I operate so that I can show up better for you, so I can show up better for our kids. And so, yeah, like I, I, I'm done with that phrase. I'm done with the phrase, I've lost myself because I do believe it's not a matter of losing yourself, it's becoming who you will be because now that I'm a mom I'm not going to not be a mom like motherhood will forever be a part of my identity and so I've found that role I haven't lost you know what I'm saying yeah. so I think it's just a matter of showing up kind of similar to what Fat was saying but showing up in those roles as needed right like there's things about you that change. Like I have a totally different relationship with time since I became a father Mm. and a business owner. Time isn't something I have to play with. Mm. Right. So my no is very strong. Mm -hmm. I say this all the time, y'all like I got to tell you, no, absolutely not. That is not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? And I'll even act like I'm going to say yes. And I'm thinking about it, (laughs) but I already know deep in my soul it is not going to happen, right? Um, and the reason why my no is so defining is because I have no, I, I don't have time to be cordial or miss, I don't have time to be misunderstood. So I'm not even going to allow you to have that moment where you're like, oh, maybe he'll do it. It's, it's, no, it's impossible. It's impossible. It's a non-negotiable for me, you know? Um Living in the space where I have black sons and black daughter and high high pop um population pi- populated by white people, there is a different connection I have with fatherhood. You know what I'm saying? Like it's different. It's a different connection I have with reconciliation with my wife. A different connection I have with tolerating people that don't treat me well, right? I don't care what you look like. I'm not having it. I don't like being around that. It's corny, right? And explaining that to my kids, yeah, I had to get out of a relationship. It was toxic for me. It wasn't good for me. Um, Everything changes, and it enhances you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I was going to say, too, that your roles, sometimes in your roles, you lose privilege. (laughs) You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, as you become... A mother, a father, a leader, um, a person of influence in the community, a celebrity, whatever that is, you lose freedoms. You can't say and do anything you want to say. And some people call that anti-real, right? That's not real. That's not authentic. But I'm called to a certain mission. I'm called to a certain place. Therefore, I cannot engage with that. And I've learned that. Yvette, I was about to tweet something out somebody. <laughs> The other day, somebody said something to me, and I knew it was bait. And I was like, I'm about to just 
And I'm like, right? Yvette's like, don't don't touch that. Don't, don't send that. <laughs> I was like, this will get him. It was funny, too, y'all. Y'all know me. I'm, like, trying to be like, oh, this is it's going to hurt somebody's feelings, but make them laugh, and then hurt their feelings at the last minute. Um, But, yeah, I wanted to send some out. Yvette said, don't send that. I'm called to a high purpose. You know what I'm saying? For what I'm called to, not everybody can even communicate with me. Mm. Like, you won't even be able I'm now talking and having to, like, explain myself and, like, dumb it down so people understand what I'm talking about. Mm. That's hard for me to understand because I didn't know I was going to be like that. And that's how I know I'm growing, I'm changing. Um, and my why is just so deep and different that <laughs> all these things about me has enhanced my reason why. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like being a husband and a father has changed everything about my why. I'm sure that you teach differently to your kids than to your students that you had. It's a different purpose. I was going to bring that up earlier because I feel like when I quit teaching, there was like this thing that I lost. And then I became a homeschool teacher and there's this thing that I gained. But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts, babe? No, I have none. I don't know. I would love to know what you guys thought, think yeah. about this. Um, we have something very special um, to share with you guys right now. I, another thing about, like, what I was going to say about this is when you become, you don't know what your season is going to require. So when you, when you become a husband um, and become a someone just close in a relationship um, and you value the people around you, you want to make sure you have the right mentorship the right um, care, the right ability to understand. Sorry. The right ability to understand and communicate. Uh, we put out something very special. It's called the premarital advantage. Now, this is not just for married people, engaged people, people in relationships. This is conversations before you get married, pre. They don't have to be how close to close to marriage. Before you get married, you need to communicate and have conversations with the people in your life that are scary conversations, conversations about sex, conversations about goals, conversations about money, conversations about uh, conflict resolution. How do you resolve conflict? These are the keys of the foundation of how Yvette and I managed to get into our relationship without so much fluff in uh, dismemberment. There were definitely some really intense conversations we had post-marriage. I wish we would have had before marriage. Um, but now as we're in it, we are giving you all that information mm -hmm. in our e-course, Premarital Advantage. It's something that Yvette and I worked extremely hard on and our team worked hard on. Um, I do believe it's a value for everybody who, uh, you know, is not married right now. And so um, if you can... Uh, or if you find it valuable, if you find anything that we do here valuable, it's going to be that 10 and 100 fold in this e-course. E-course, you can get it right at our website. At howmarriedareyoupodcast.com. Uh, at howmarriedareyoupodcast.com. Um, and we'd love for you to just peruse the website. It's a really dope website. Mm -hmm. um, and 
yeah, get to know us a little better. If you just check out the website, you're going to learn so much about us you didn't even know. Um, but yeah, babe, how married are you? I'm so married that every month I buy you a new loofah. If it weren't for me, you'd be using the same funky loofah for the whole year. And it would be another story of the daggone pillow. That's very good. How married are you? <laughs> I was in the shower the other day and I was like, because the other thing is too, I bought you a new one. And I didn't use it. And it was sitting on the thing. And I was like, I'm going to have to take the tag. I literally took the tag off, threw it in trash, threw your old loofah away and hung it in the shower. So the next time you got in there, you would use it. You got to stop throwing away my personal belongings. Babe. I don't want you to throw my personal That is belongings. disgusting. Okay, 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 okay. Listen to me. Listen. My theory is that telling you that you got to change your loofah every month is a marketing ploy. Sure. I don't care. Well, you should care to get it's money. It's dirty. Like, would you use the same washcloth for a whole month? No, but can't you wash a loofah? <laughs> I don't feel like Can't you wash a loofah? I don't know. Do y'all be washing your loofahs? I need to figure this out, guys. <laughs> Let me know some some very high maintenance self care. Somebody who's single, because you know somebody who's single just be scrubbing. <laughs> <laughs> y'all just be scrubbing, just in case. I'm scrubbing just in case. I find me somebody real quick. That is Let funny. me know with the with the self care practice or the the care for the loofah care. The loofah care. What's the loofah care that y'all got going on? Because I'm very. Um, I'm very confused out in these streets. <laughs> I don't think it's anything. It says more. on the tag, change it every t- month. Yeah, because they'd rather get a dollar, uh, you know. It's actually like three bu- bucks. Yeah, so they finna get how much money from us? $36 a year, $72 a year. $72 a year? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's not a lot you of money. You could probably, I don't know. I don't even want to say what I think you should switch it out as because I know they probably going to be like, guy says he needs to switch out loop for once a year. <laughs> and I'm going to go viral on TikTok for bad things. <laughs> I want to go viral for good things. Mm, how married are you, love? Oh, man. I'm so married that this week you didn't even have to ask me to wash the chicken. I thawed out the chicken and washed it just in case you felt like cooking chicken. Um... And started washing the chicken. Only got through one rinse. But <laughs> technically, I thought ahead. Yes, I appreciated that. I yeah. Did. And I took the kids. And, yeah. I, took the, I mean, you trying to do two in one here? What you doing? I was trying this weekend. <laughs> I was very much trying. Okay. And, and that's, that's just, just how, how married, married we are. are.